Hello and welcome to Mother of the Year. My name is Andrea and this is the podcast for all the perfectly imperfect moms out there. If you are a new listener, welcome. And if you are an older listener, then uh, welcome back. It's been about six months since I have recorded a podcast. I am full of shame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. Isn't that the phrase? Um, I would do this all the time. I love talking. I love listening to myself talk. (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, I would do this all the time. I find it therapeutic. I find it fun. I find it as a way to connect with my friends and family. And uh, life just gets in the way. It really does. And so it's been about six months since I have been able to record a podcast. And that's why this episode is called Let's Play Catch Up. See what I did there? Ba-dum-ba. If the sound sounds a little bit echoey, I do want to apologize. Um, I have a microphone, but for some reason it's not connecting to my laptop. So uh, that is that. But I do want to dust off the cobwebs and delve back into this podcast because, let's be frank, I need it. I need the therapy right about now. Um, I actually go back to work within the next couple of weeks. Um, As a teacher, I've had the summer off, but uh, I actually haven't had the whole summer off. I tried something new this summer. I tried teaching summer school at the high school level. Normally, I teach middle school, and I will tell you something. It's going to be really hard to refrain myself from hugging and kissing all the middle schoolers on the first day back to school because after what I went through with these high school students this summer, I uh, have a whole newfound love for middle school. So not sure if I would do the whole high school summer school thing again unless I need the money, but I am someone who really likes to work. I am not wired to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, After teaching summer school, I had the last two weeks straight with my kids. For those of you tuning in for the first time, I have a son who is almost one and a half, and I have a daughter who is almost three and a half. So I was with them as a stay-at-home mom for the last two weeks. I have about a couple weeks before the new school year starts, and guess what? They're back in daycare. I had just about as much as I can handle. If you feel like you might be slightly judging me for that statement, please know it comes with a tremendous amount of guilt. I wish that I was able to handle my children full-time. I just can't. I think if I had to be home all the time with them, I honestly would uh, end up being on some kind of uh, mommy's little helper medication because I go to some pretty dark places. I get very lonely, um, very frustrated, angry. I don't know what's wrong with me. I actually had a really long talk 
about it with my husband a couple nights ago and I just, you know, kind of broke down in tears because I feel like, you know, as a woman, I should long for that time with my children. I should value it. But I just, I really struggle. I really, really struggle. So luckily for me, my husband just wants me to be happy and healthy, so he totally supports um, me needing to put the kids back in daycare. Um, plus, I gotta be real with you. I really think my kids were getting very bored. I'm not someone who busts out art projects all the time. I hate to say it, but a lot of times the TV's on, we'll watch movies, my daughter will play on the iPad. And they were, I think, getting a little bit stir-crazy. So we went back yesterday for the first time in a couple weeks, and she cried initially when I told her that she was going back to school because for her it's a Montessori preschool. Luckily for me, they do take a couple babies, so he's there with her. So she did cry initially. I felt like I was talking to a teenager, you know, dragging them to school. But once she was there, she was actually really excited. We didn't have any tears. Um, at the end of the day, I was like had a stomach ache wondering how the day went. And they said there was no problems. So it was good to get back into the routine. I'm somebody that likes to have a routine every day. Even before I was married, even before I had kids, I always struggled over the summer with boredom and being bored. Um, of course, I wish I could hop in a DeLorean and go back in time and punch myself for not enjoying that time more, but uh, kind of is what it is, right? So anyways, I just kind of want to go over some things that have gone on over the last six months, and you might be able to relate to some of them. And if not, then maybe, hopefully, at least you will just enjoy the stories. So the first thing I want to share is back a few months ago, my son turned one. I remember when my first child celebrated her first birthday. We did this whole You Are My Sunshine theme. I had one of the walls in my house was turned into a sky with clouds and a big sun shining and we had this really cute banner that said you are my sunshine we had themed candies and signage and lemon bars and everything was perfect everything matched the theme and you know it was one of those perfect pinterest party moments and i was so proud and even my daughter's second birthday it was a bubble guppies theme because she loves bubble guppies. And again, I had the cute things that I had printed on a color printer and cut it out and put them on the walls. And we had, you know, snacks that were themed and the plates and the drinks and everything was matching. So ever since my second child was born, things have gotten cray cray. And as the time approached closer and closer for my son's first birthday, I had the idea. I knew I wanted to do a little man theme. And I don't know what the heck I was thinking, but the time leading up to the party completely escaped me. Um, thank goodness for Amazon Prime because I was ordering candy and decorations and favors and all that stuff literally the week of the party. Two days shipping, awesome, 
it got here. The day of the party, my parents, who live a couple hours away, they were going to come in the morning so that they could kind of occupy the children while my husband and I ran around like chickens with their head cut off. Well, everybody's life's kind of the same. Time can escape you. And so they actually ended up arriving a couple hours later than they had originally said they would be. So I don't know what was in the water that day, but I was like, cool as a cucumber. I was like, no worries. I'm going to go get some balloons. I'm going to pick up the cake, get some groceries. Meanwhile, I guess my husband was back here ripping out his beard hair, um, freaking out and like kind of upset with me because I wasn't prepared. But luckily I was oblivious to all of this because if I would have known he was upset, I would have been mad because uh, it takes two to tango, right? So anyways, so now it's getting closer and closer to when the party's going to start. And I'm at the grocery store. And I pick up his birthday cake. I decided not to do cupcakes this year. I decided to do a sheet cake. And so it had this really cute mustache on it. Um, it said, you, I think it said, you are the man, which is not exactly what I would have wanted it to say. But the lady at the bakery said that they weren't allowed to make any adjustments. So I was like, eh, whatever, you are the man. Not exactly what I wanted it to say, but beggars can't be choosers. So, um, at the grocery store, pick up the cake, picking up some little brownie bites, some chips, what have you, throwing it all in the shopping cart, and, uh, I haven't even showered yet, P.S., and I think the party was starting in, like, an hour and a half, or maybe even an hour, not gonna lie. So I go to check out, and I'm reaching in my grocery cart, putting stuff on the little conveyor belt thing, and I notice I had put groceries on top of the cake box. What is wrong with me? Why would I ever do that? Because I'm Mother of the Year, that's why. If you actually go to my podcast Instagram at Mother of the Year Podcast, you can see a picture of what the cake looked like because it got smashed. Not like the cute little smash cake that the baby gets to smash, but the actual cake that was going to be on display at the party was smashed. At that moment, I couldn't even cry. I couldn't laugh. I couldn't get angry. I was just too, I mean, mind blown, I guess, to be that stupid, to put groceries on top of a cardboard box that's flimsy. Ugh. But anyways, I just, I wanted to cry, but I just couldn't even cry. So came home from the grocery store, threw some stuff down. The decorations weren't even out. I had bought these cute little bow ties. I ended up just throwing them in a bowl. No one even knew to put the bow ties on. I bought all these temporary mustache stickers. It would have been so cute to have a little sign that said, you know, like, put on a mustache. But I didn't have time. I totally blew it on his first birthday party. Completely 100% blew it. I had wet hair. I Luckily, my sister-in-law was there, and I asked her to at least put it in a French braid. But I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I was so mad at myself, but at the same time, what are you going to do? You know? So I just kind of had to let it go, and the party ended up being very fun. Um, everybody had a good time. The baby had a good time. 
Um, I mean, as much as a baby can, right? And so it didn't really matter. It didn't. Um, in hindsight, I really wish I would have been more prepared, mostly just because he deserves an awesome party like his sister has had. We didn't even throw her a third birthday party this year. We just did something small with, um, you know, a couple family members. But I just felt bad, you know, mostly because I hate not being good at something, which is what motherhood has been or which is why motherhood has been such a challenge for me because in life I've always, you know, worked hard, gotten good grades. If I wanted a job, I went out and got it. And so when I became a mom, I just expected to be good at it, not in like a conceited way, but I just knew how badly I wanted kids. And so I figured if I wanted them, then I would love having them. But for some reason, motherhood is like one area in my life where I just do not have my stuff together. I'm like the textbook for what not to do. And, uh, you know, people get down on me because they're like, don't be hard on yourself. But, you know, obviously I could be worse. I'm a great mom in a lot of ways, but I just feel like a hot mess a lot of the time. So anywho, the baby turned one. The party was <laughs> kind of a disaster, but also a major success. So let's just end on that positive note. Another thing that's gone on in the last six months is we did a pretty major home remodel. My husband can do anything on a house. He could actually probably build me a house from the studs up. But what we were doing in this case was our home, we have a little craftsman style 1920s house. Um, it only had one bathroom, which was not fun. So what my husband did is he turned our bedroom closet into a second bathroom and then he added another closet in our room. Sounds awesome, right? Kinda, sorta, not really. Um, the only part, and this is me being a little uh, vindictive, the only part for me where I took a little joy in the remodel was that we had to actually sleep out in the living room because since he was doing this major construction, building a bathroom and a second closet, we also decided to just kind of fix up our bedroom as well with, you know, new windows, crown molding, all that stuff. P.S. Before I met my husband, I did not know what crown molding is. I'm not at like a HGTV girl, but now I can tell you anything about a house. Anywho, so we were sleeping out in the living room because our bedroom was a construction site. So my husband was the one that was kind of pushing this remodel and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And so I finally one day I just sucked it up and I'm like, you know what? Now's the time. And so I think literally that following weekend he started. Let's get back to my little uh, vindictive moment. So we had to sleep out in the living room. Well, if you've ever listened to my podcast before, you know that my children are early risers. My daughter does pretty good now. She'll sleep 6, 6.30, but my son's usually up in the 5 o'clock hour. So normally, I'm kind of an early riser myself. Of course, I'm really angry and thinking about murder for like the first 10 minutes that I wake up. But after that 10 minutes, I'm usually good. 
So anyway, so normally I'm the one that gets up early with the kids, but since we were sleeping out in the living room, guess who was also awake? Daddy! So, I mean, is that totally wrong that I got a little bit of pleasure out of that, that he was forced to be up early with us? Um, it was kind of nice. We had the mattress. We would, like, lay as a family and watch TV. It was kind of fun. But uh, we survived the remodel. Uh, my husband survived getting up early with us. And now we have a beautiful second bathroom and closet. Um, still doesn't have a functioning shower yet. So we're going to see kind of where we're at after summer. Because, you know, now I don't have any income. And possibly we'll finish the shower. But surviving a remodel with children is both challenging and fun. This year, during that six months little hiatus that I took, I also turned 35. I celebrated my birthday a few months ago, and I think I was having some adult beverages one night with my sister-in-law, and we decided, oh my gosh, we should go to Vegas for my birthday. And so we went with it, we ran with it, um, we invited, you know, a bunch of my husband's family members because at this point, you know, they're my family and friends too. And uh, we, we had a pretty decent-sized group that went to Vegas for my birthday. Now, I would love to say that I had this amazing time, best time ever. But to be honest, the day was fun. I spent my day sipping cocktails by the pool but I was so homesick. I was homesick for my babies. Um, luckily, they were at home with their Nana, with my mom, so I knew that they were okay. But, you know, I just, it wasn't as fun as I would have liked it to be. Um, I was homesick. So, I struggle with that. You know, um, recently, my best friend invited me to stay the night with her at a hotel and I had like butterflies and anxiety in my stomach and I was like why don't I instantly feel like yes I want to go give me the night off give me a morning off from getting up with the kids instead I start panicking like what if they need me in the middle of the night and I'm not there um, my husband actually just got back he was gone for a month um, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but he just got back. So, like, the thought of not sleeping in bed with him when that's all that I've wanted for the last month, I had this, like, crazy, sick anxiety feeling. So I was just honest, and I just told her, like, you know, we can meet for dinner or whatever, but I really want to sleep in my own bed and, and be with my kids if they need me. Um it's hard because, I've, of course, I would like a night off and a morning off, but I know myself and I would probably have a lot of difficulty sleeping because I would be worried and then I know I would wake up at the crack of dawn anyway and then wonder, you know, is the baby up? Like, I don't know. I wish I wasn't like that, but I also wish I could handle being a mom easier, so... We'll just accept it for what it is. 
So I'm not in any rushes to get back to Vegas. Um, I think my next trip that I want to plan will be a much more low-key vibe because the whole Vegas woot-woot party, it's just not my thing anymore. Um, I'd much rather just have like a night out and then come home at the end of it. And in a perfect world, I wouldn't have to get up with the kids, but if I hear my children, I'm up. So even if my husband did get up with them, I'd be like that little sheepish, like, what are you guys doing? Can I hang out with you? Um, that's just me. Oh my gosh. Guess what we finally achieved? Potty training success. Ah, the clouds parted. The diapers are gone. Almost. Almost totally gone with the diapers. We're still doing a diaper at nap time and at bedtime, but to be honest, she's waking up dry, so those are those are probably going to be gone soon as well. Oh my gosh, I tried potty training, a, you know, at the beginning of 2017, so what's that, seven, almost eight months ago, and it was an epic failure. The only reason I potty trained was because I felt pressure to. I knew my daughter was going to be turning three in March, and you always hear people say like, oh, my child was potty trained before they were three. And so I didn't want to be one of those moms that, you know, their kid's three and they're still in a diaper. There's that pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure on every mom out there. So I tried. I tried at the beginning of the year, and it was terrible. She peed all over the house. Um, we had poo-poo accidents. She would cry when I would try to put underwear on her, and I really wish I wouldn't have pushed it because, again, with all the negative judgment that you get, you also get a lot of advice, and when you're not ready to hear it, you're not ready to hear it. So I remember my mom, who was actually very supportive, she would say she'll do it when she's ready. So luckily I didn't push it for that long the first time. I think I lasted less than 24 hours actually. And um, so she turned three, still not potty trained. She was using pull-ups, but I got to be real with you. We were pretty much using pull-ups like diapers. Like I wasn't really pulling them up and down a bunch of times. She would use the pull-up and then I would get a new pull-up. So... Pull-ups are just what they do at her little preschool, so I just kind of followed suit with it. But I can't really say that the pull-ups were part of the success for me. Um, I'm trying to think of when we really started getting back into the potty training, maybe a couple months ago. So um, definitely after she turned three, I just knew I it was constantly on my mind. I was thinking about the fact that I needed to do this and I knew that we were going on a trip this summer which I'll talk about in a little bit. We were going to be going on a little vacation and so I knew it would be nice if she was potty trained before the vacation. Um, so just I had a weekend where there wasn't a lot going on and so I just told my husband one day I'm gonna put our daughter back in underwear. I'm gonna do it. And he kind of looked at me like nervous, like, are you sure? Because his whole thing is how I'm doing. Um, he can handle the kids being messes, but he cannot handle his wife being a mess. 
So he wanted to make sure I was mentally prepared. And I just kind of told him, like, I'm just going to see how it goes. So the Saturday morning that it was the big underwear day, um, we got up in the morning and I just told her, like, you're going to wear underwear today. And she kind of started crying because that's just my daughter as well. But um, and she was over it. She was like, okay. So we put underwear on her. Um, I had done a little bit of reading. I really try not to torture myself with all of the advice that's out there. But one thing that I had read was um, not to take them to the bathroom every 30 minutes or every hour like some of the books suggest. This particular article, which, uh, let's see what it was called. Hold on. And I'm back. If you're interested in looking up the article, it was called Three Day Potty Training by Laura Jensen. Or it looks like you can also look up 3daypottytraining.com. I used quite a few of the tips from this article, but it did recommend instead of just taking the child to the restroom and forcing them to go, you just constantly say, let mommy know if you have to go pee-pee. Let mommy know if you have to go pee-pee. Let mommy know if you have to go pee-pee. So you're kind of putting the responsibility on the child. And I've really realized that my daughter has taken ownership of that. It sounds kind of silly to talk about, but she has had more success when she has gone to the potty or she has told me she's had to go. And I want to say it's been a couple months now. And... The only difficulty that we've had is poop, good old number two. Um, there's been quite a few poop accidents, but really in the last week and a half or so, she's going poop in the potty. We've learned for her she really values privacy. And so the best success that she's had with pooping in the potty has been when she goes on her own and then she likes to close the lid and call for me and then do like a grand reveal of her poop. Being a mom's quite humbling. Never thought I'd be staring in so many toilets full of poop. But there is a lot of joy and celebration when they succeed in that. So we started with M&M's. So if she'd go pee-pee in the potty, she'd get an M&M. All right, I'm lying. She'd get like a handful of M&M's, let's be real. Um, and then it turned into Tic Tacs. They have the little um, fruit-flavored Tic Tacs. So then she'd get one or two, okay, sometimes three Tic Tacs if she'd go pee-pee in the potty. And then if she would go poo-poo in the potty, she would get a little mini Hatchimal. Are your kids obsessed with Hatchimals? They're like these little plastic animals with wings and they you can break them out of an egg I'm not talking about the big giant Hatchimal that's like 60 bucks but there's little mini ones and so I bought um, a variety pack on Amazon I bought a few and so if she'd go poop she'd get a Hatchimal um, she's up to <laughs> gosh like close to 30 Hatchimals they are not cheap so I finally had to tell her this week that once she got her last Hatchimal that that was going to be it. So, so far so good. She hasn't even asked to get another Hatchimal, but she's still quite successful at going in the potty. Um, but it is a major, major transition. You know, gone are the days of just 
cruising around running errands. Now, once in a blue moon, you'll hear, I have to go pee-pee. And it's like, oh, crap, I'm not even by a bathroom. What do I do? Um, I tried taking them to our local children's museum the other day. The museum was closed. Epic fail. It's closed every Monday. Note to self. But there's a playground behind it. So I was like, oh, well, let's go play on the playground. Well, the second we got to the playground, guess what? Dear daughter has to go pee-pee. Looking around, no restroom in sight. My daughter is not one that is willing to pop a squat like her mom used to in an alley back in her 20s after a night of drinking. Just kidding. Um, she wants to go to an actual restroom, so we had to leave. So then there was a giant meltdown about that. So potting training definitely has its uh, challenges. Um, I'm going to talk about it a little more in a bit, but we did a flight by myself, two kids, and so I decided that I was going to put her in a pull-up while we were on the airplane. That way, if she had to go, she could just go in the pull-up. Well, my daughter is very committed to being potty trained, so we were on the plane, and she refused to pee in her pull-up. Of course, a part of me, I'm like, high five, girlfriend, you're being committed to what you need to do, but the other part of me was literally begging her, please pee pee in your pull-up. Mommy doesn't know how I'm going to take two kids to the airplane bathroom right now, but no, I had to take her to the bathroom, which was disgusting, but we survived. Ah, so now that potty training has pretty much, you know, come to a successful finish, there's also parts about my baby, my almost one and a half year old, that's finally starting to get easier. I did try to sleep train him way back, probably close to a year ago. Um, it wasn't very successful. I'm, of course, slightly ashamed to admit it with all that mom guilt that I was still getting up with him at least once a night up to a couple months ago. So this summer even, I was getting up at least once a night and making him a bottle. And uh, part of it was selfish. Part of it was I knew he would sleep longer if I fed him. And you're so desperate for just any amount of sleep. So I knew if I get up and make him a bottle right now, maybe I'll get till 6 o'clock. Well, I was really starting to lose my mind from sleep deprivation. So I remember talking to my best friend one night and being, you know, on that, you know when you have that borderline where you're like teetering into hysteria, like you're not crying, but your voice is kind of doing that shaky thing and you're just like, I'm just so tired, I don't know what to do, but you don't want to like let yourself cry, but you're just teetering on insanity. And so she said to me what I already knew, but I had to hear it one more time. She was like, you need to let him cry. You need to let him figure it out. You can't be going in there every night and making him a bottle because you need your sleep. I knew it. I already knew it. I did it with my daughter. You know, it was very successful and... I knew I had to do what was right for him. And she reminded me it's really going to suck for a couple nights, but then you're finally going to get full night's sleep again. So I told my husband, 
because he really values his sleep. And I think he really lucked out that he had a, a partner, a wife that was willing to get up and handle making the bottle for the child. And he would just kind of go back to sleep. And so I let him know we're going to have to listen to some crying. And so he was on board. He knew it was the right thing to do because of how well it worked for our daughter. We just knew it was going to suck. So it was a couple miserable nights. It might have been three miserable nights, but I can't exactly remember. But, I mean, we're talking like screaming, crying, um, I mean, screeching, because at this point, he's well over a year old. It's a lot of mama, dada, because when I sleep trained my daughter, she was like four months old, so it was just a lot of just crying, but with my son, it was actual (laughs) misery. I felt so bad, but guess what? Lo and behold, a few nights later, he's sleeping through the night. Oh my gosh, getting that little bit of sleep, it really does make all the difference. Um, Babies, for me, are very difficult. I much prefer the toddler stage. Um, I will say, though, my daughter is three, so she can be a three-nager, as we've all heard, and it's brutal. But nothing to me is more difficult than someone who is helpless, needy, Um, completely reliant on me. I'm just not the best mom I can be when it's like a baby. That makes me sound like a monster. I hope you understand. I hope you're listening to this like nodding your head like, I feel you, girl. Um, Instead of being like, what is wrong with you? Babies are a gift from God. Uh, Anyway. So this summer, something fun happened with the baby. Uh, We had a little, one of those little mini pools. And one day it just dawned on me, he's probably big enough to go in there. So I filled up the pool and lo and behold, it was like the best day of his life, I swear. He was splashing as much as he wanted. He could crawl in it and his face wasn't in the water because it was shallow enough. It was such a fun moment because it just reminded me things are going to get easier. He just started walking just like my daughter. He's a little bit of a late walker. He was about 15 months and uh, people are so negative about walking. They're like, oh, don't rush it. You're going to be chasing him everywhere. I love when they start walking. He wasn't really walking yet on our vacation and he was really mad about it because we went to the zoo, we went to this little science center, and he had to be held a lot or in a stroller because you can't let a child crawl on the dirty concrete ground at the zoo. I mean, maybe you could, but you're going to get some dirty looks. So he would have been so much happier if we could have just let him go, just let him walk, let him do his thing, but he wasn't walking yet. So for as negative as people want to be about when they're walking and how much harder it is, I will take that over a baby that's like clinging to me and upset because they can't get down and walk. Now I will say, I specifically remember 15 months not being my favorite age. Yes, they start walking and those kinds of things get easier, but I also feel like this is a stage where he's very frustrated. 
He's trying to tell me things and he doesn't have the words. And so we're starting to have temper tantrums. We're starting to have hitting, throwing, and it's very different from when my daughter was this age because she was very petite and small. Whereas my son, even though he's two years younger than her, he might actually weigh more than she does. He's very solid. He's like a little beefcake. And so when he decides to pick up something and throw it, you better duck because you're about to get pummeled. So I'm really starting to get my boxing gloves on because I know we are headed down for a challenging period of time. Um, I want to say 15 to 18 months was challenging. So I got to just hang in there. Luckily, he's still like my little sweetheart too. But man, this kid's got a temper. Of course, it makes me laugh because when I took them back to daycare yesterday, I warned his leader. I was like, you know, he's really starting to get frustrated because he doesn't have his words. So I'm just going to warn you if he hits or he throws something, you know, just be prepared. And so when I picked him up yesterday, I'm like, how'd it go? And she's like, fine. I'm like, did he ever get mad? She's like, no. It's one of those moments where it's like, ah, like I'm glad they had a good day, but why can't they give me a little bit of that good behavior? But I guess I'd rather have them be well-behaved at school because I wouldn't want them to get kicked out or something like that. So let's talk a little bit about this fun uh, vacation, sarcastic air quotes, that I went on with the two kids. Um, the reason I flew by myself is because, again, since my husband does remodels, people want to use his talents. And so he has his mom and dad live in Kansas, and he has a brother, uh, his brother's wife, and they have a... Um, a three-year-old as well in Kansas, and so they wanted a bathroom done. So my husband drove out a couple weeks before we did and uh, so that he could bring his tools and everything that he needed. And I flew out with the two kids by myself. So fun. I will say my daughter, the toddler, pretty easy. Um, I put a bunch of new games on her iPad, and so she happily played with them. Um, I mean, she really wasn't that sucked into it. I was surprised. I think her ears were popping, so I was doing everything in my power to help her poor little ears pop. I had dum-dum lollipops. She has, like, begged and begged and begged for me to let her have gum, so I finally broke down and was like, do you want a piece of gum? But then the gum was peppermint, so she spit it out because, in her words, it was too spicy. Meanwhile, I have the baby climbing all over me. and Luckily, he did fall asleep, but his nap was like maybe 10 minutes. But hey, I will take 10 minutes. So the flight there was very challenging. Um, the time that we were there was very challenging because we were two years ahead of our normal time. So it was like, okay, well, do I try to keep them on California time or do I let them adjust to Kansas time? Um, man, it just, it was rough. It was rough. Um, luckily, naps were okay, but the actual evenings and nighttime were my least favorite part of the trip. It was, it was rough. Um, 
the baby. We had him set up. It's going to sound bad, but it wasn't bad. But we had a crib set up for him in my in-law's bathroom. And so it was tough because if the baby woke up crying, I didn't want him to disturb them. So I would get him. And I mean, this baby was waking up multiple times a night. I don't know if he was scared because he didn't know where he was, but I wasn't about to let him cry it out in a strange place. So it was rough. Finally, by the second to last night, I made my husband get up with me because my husband always jumps to the teeth hurting. And he'll be like, his teeth hurt, his teeth hurt. And it's hard because I don't want to just drug my kid all the time. But of course, there's that little like voice in the back of your head that's like, maybe he is in pain. So I remember that second to last night. I think at this point, I had been up and down for two hours. And uh, I think it was around 3.30 in the morning. I was like, fine, help me give him some medicine. So I dragged my husband out of bed with me. We got the baby, gave him some medicine. We have not done this with either of our children since they were newborns. But I looked at him and I said, he's coming to bed with us. And we have decided as a family unit that we don't want our children in our bed. But at this point, that was the only way I was going to get any sleep. And so my husband didn't say boo. He was like, yeah, I mean, I must have had one of those looks on my face that was like, don't, don't you tempt me. Don't you test me right now. So he just said, okay, brought the baby to bed with us. Baby slept. I slept. It was awesome. Um, I told him the last night that we were there, if he wakes up, I'm just bringing him into bed. And I did. And it was great. I haven't done it since we've been home. It's not a new habit. But we just had to do what we had to do on that vacation to survive. Now, my daughter has been going through some difficulty at night. Um, I don't know if they're nightmares or bad dreams. I don't want to ask her because I don't want to put that phrase into her head because I feel like that would scare her as well. But um, it's been tough. We've been getting up a few times a night. Um, It's tough because that's another thing with the potty training is now not only does she want to get up because she's had a dream, but she wants to get up to go pee-pee. So now I have to make that decision like, okay, well, do I want to teach her that she can get out and go to the bathroom? But then you open up Pandora's box of is she going to start getting out of the bed and asking for water? Is she going to get out of the bed because she's wants another story? Like right now, she does very well in her bed. She does not get out of her bed. If she calls for mommy or daddy, we come, but she knows she does not need to get up. We're right there. We have the video monitor. We see her. And so it's worked out well for us. So I am a little afraid that if I do let her get out of the bed to go potty, if if that's going to undo all of that. So it's been tough. Um, I finally reached out in a Facebook group I'm in for mommies. And I was like, you know, any advice for bad dreams? And someone recommended that Highlands makes these little dissolvable tablets that – Actually, let me go see what they're called. Pause. Okay, so this is Highlands for Kids, Calm and Restful. And it says, temporarily relieves the symptoms of occasional sleeplessness, mental and physical restlessness, irritability, and occasional sleeplessness due to travel and lack of focus in children. 
Now, I am not someone who wants to drug my children, but it says homeopathic, safe and effective. Um, I did try this since we've been home. We've had a, a few bad nights, and so I did try it the other night. I gave her a couple when she had woken up from a bad dream. Um, it's hard to say if it worked. The jury's still kind of out, but I'll try them again. Um, it was kind of funny because this was happening a lot while my husband was still gone because we went for the week and then we were home for a week before he finally came back and uh, she had a couple bad nights while he was still gone where I was up multiple times a night and uh, so a couple nights ago around 9 30 she wakes up and she starts calling for mommy and as it typically does, this went on for about two hours. She seems to do this between like 9.30 and 11.30. And she'll wake up, you know, 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, half an hour later. And it's it's so challenging because I never want my children to feel scared. I want them to feel safe. I want them to know that, you know, they're, they're always safe when they're at home. And so I don't want to just leave her in there scared. I want to go in. But at the same time, I'm flipping tired and so my husband was like panicking like is she sick what's wrong with her and I'm like dude I've been dealing with this for weeks I've been telling you I'm so tired I was up multiple times last night and I think sometimes that just doesn't sink in until they actually experience it with you so Fingers crossed, I've told her she's not allowed to watch any shows with monsters in them right now. Um, it's sad because she's, I mean, that's partially probably why she's having bad dreams, but she's obsessed with vampires and ghosts and witches and aliens and zombies. And I probably sound like a really great mom right now exposing my toddler to all of these things. But thanks to Netflix... You can't hide or delete shows. So she sees these different shows that she wants to try out. And, you know, I'm just taking things one day at a time, doing the best that I can. So that pretty much catches us up to date with what's been going on with my kids, what's been going on with me. Um, I wanted to take a moment before I wrap things up and just share a conversation that my husband and I have been having lately. It's come up a few times actually and it's the idea of balance. You know, I've spent a lot of time by myself this summer. Um, I mean, of course I'm with my two kids all the time, but it's not the same. Um, if you've ever felt lonely when you're around your kids, just know that I'm right there with you. Even though I'm never really alone, there are times that I feel so lonely. I miss my friends. I miss my family. I miss myself. I miss my life before kids. It's just, it's very lonely and very sad. And so I really tried to spend some time thinking about balance. You know, I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a wife. I'm not just a friend. I'm also a person. I'm also me. And so what I'm trying to communicate to my husband, and he needs this as well. We both need balance. We can't just work ourselves to death. We can't just spend time with our kids. Um, 
So what we need to do and what I want to try to do is spend more time working on balance. I want to spend more time doing stuff for myself. I've been lucky this summer because even with that horrible summer school job, I got out early enough to where I had two hours before I was required to pick up my kids. Now again, if this were a Disney movie, I'd be jumping in my car, racing to the daycare, jumping and grabbing my children into my arms, tears streaming down my face. But no, I was stoked to have two hours to myself. I would do the grocery shopping, I would make dinner, but if we're really talking about taking time for myself, I did things like get a pedicure, go get my eyebrows done, get my hair done. Uh, since teaching summer school this summer wasn't very pleasant, I rewarded myself with doing more shopping for me than I've done probably in the last five years. I very rarely buy clothes for myself, and I've really done a little bit of spoiling of myself this summer because, dang it, I deserve it. So that's how I've worked on myself a little bit this summer. I've expressed to my husband that I really want to try to find a little more balance with friends. Um, I want to try to get more dinner, meet up for drinks. Like It's so important to have time with your friends, with your girlfriends. Um, you know, it's it doesn't have to be like it was when we were teenagers or in our 20s, but just that connection that you can make with another woman away from your children or away from your spouse, it is just so important to find that time. I want to find more balance as a wife. You know, my husband and I, we really don't get a lot of date nights over the summer because our one main babysitter is my mom and they travel every summer because they're retired. So we don't get any date nights right now. But I feel like one thing I could try to do is maybe stay awake a little longer <laughs> once the kids are in bed. It's really, really hard for me to stay awake once my children are settled. It's like I have this peace and I just, everything starts slowly shutting down. And so, of course, he never he never expresses that it bothers him that I fall asleep within, you know, 15, 30 minutes. But... I know it means a lot to him when I can stay up and try to connect with him, you know, talk about our days, listen to him talk about his day, and uh, I need to find more balance in that. So shoot, if I need to make a cup of coffee at 7 o'clock at night, maybe I need to do that. One of my friends recommended um, eating sunflower seeds. Sounds kind of silly, but if she wants to stay up to watch a movie with her husband, She'll take out sunflower seeds and eat them, and she said it helps her keep awake. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Saw some dill pickle ones at the grocery store that looked kind of delicious. And then lastly, I need to find balance as a mother. I put so much pressure on myself. You hear me talk about the shame, the guilt, the pressure, but I need to find balance in just being with my kids, enjoying my time with them, you know, sitting down on the floor, playing with the toys, coloring, drawing, doing whatever I have to do to try to enjoy that time with them. One thing I really, 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 really need to work on is putting down my phone. Ah, oh, 
That was one of the most shocking things for me teaching high school kids was seeing their cell phone addiction. Like they couldn't go 30 seconds without checking their phones. And I kind of gave them a hard time for it, but I'm not a whole lot better. I'm really not. And, you know, that's where some of the anxiety and not like clinical depression, but when I feel a little bit sad, it's because I look at social media and I look at Instagram and I look at Facebook and I have serious FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. And, you know, I see other people doing things as a family or I see people doing things like traveling that don't have kids and, you know, you end up feeling like crap. So I think pretty quick here, I'm going to try taking a little sabbatical from the social media just to kind of see if I can do it, you know? it's It's been kind of bad because I have been alone for almost the last month and my kids do call me out on it, you know, maybe not with words, but, you know, my one-year-old will grab at my phone and, you know, now my daughter has discovered Snapchat filters, so she wants to, like, play with the Snapchat filters and I don't want to be a mom that's addicted to my phone. I'm just, I'm bored a lot of times and I'm lonely and I feel like it's my connection with the outside world, but that's not healthy, so I need to find balance with that as well. If you're still listening, thanks, because <laughs> I've been talking for a long, long time. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I am going to try to get back into somewhat of a routine with this podcast. I can't promise every week, but um, you know, life's about to get crazy again with the, the new school year starting, but I just, I do truly enjoy it. I would love to hear from anyone out there that's listening. Um, you can email me at motheroftheyearpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram, Mother of the Year Podcast. And um, if you have a chance, please go to iTunes, write the podcast five stars, and leave a review. And don't forget, ladies, the struggle continues next week.